can you live with yourself? And I said, oh, Roy, I keep climbing up this mountain, climbing up higher mountains, climbing up that mountain. I'm going to save it. Who are you? Who are you? And who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is... Radio's Amunda the... Dope. Shit. Nice. See? Yep. I was testing to see if you were paying attention I know, there. I know. I'm, <laughs> and I'm, you I'm were. There. I'm there. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Oh, all we've right. Been, we've been doing a few of these, and, um, you know, we, we're, we're sort of back in a little bit of a groove, and we've been able to, yeah. as you say, front load some. And uh, uh, the people that we've been bringing in, I feel, are are still top notch. You know what I mean? Fire. Fire. I think we're, we're doing, yeah, yeah, anyway. Just, just straight fire. Anyway, so. Yeah. That's kind of what I got. <laughs> okay, looking at you, like, yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this. I know we've been doing mm. runs with people that, you know, that we knew. So the surprise mm. was, oh, I didn't know this person was going to be on the show today. Right. Um, I have a feeling today might be different, though. Hmm. Today, I feel like, you know, I, I'm not sure, but I feel right. like today... We we might see something new and different, something uh, an interaction that we haven't had yet. Sure, okay. Um, so I'm excited for that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm ready to dig in. All right, let's do it. All right, let's get it. All right, peace. If you don't tell people before, oh the yeah, 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 no, but it's 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 wonderful, and that's why we. Kyle only... looks nervous. I can't. I, I come in with no expectations. <laughs> that's that's the way we like it. Actually, <laughs> set the bar low. Yes. So anyway, uh, guy calling in from San Diego. Who are you? I'm Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Otto, and this is Radio Zamunda. The dope shit. There it is. And sitting next to me in Brooklyn in a place that he sat many, many, many a times is my really good friend, Kyle Tigas. How you doing, brother? Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to be sitting back on the couch. Yes, yeah. yes. And it's a nice couch. It's a nice couch. Yes, yes. I think yeah. it's Crate and Barrel, I believe, but uh, uh, something. Yeah. Um, it's comfortable. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, to the uh, people out there who might not know, uh, maybe first time listeners and to Kyle, who's a first time guest, mm-hmm. the way the dope shit works is yes. Kwaku and I, we've we've built our, a, a, a wonderful relationship on putting the other guy onto something that they might know not know about. So it's the dope shit. And so instead of like talking about music and movies and television shows, we're like, God, we know all these like amazing people. Do you know who Kyle Tiggins is? No, man, let me bring him on. And so Kwaku has never met you. You've never met him. And then we yeah. just have a conversation about the artistic journey. And that's kind of what the 
uh, the, the, the birth of this was. And we've done, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 40 almost episodes of this stuff. And it's something, yeah. It's always just uh, wonderfully uh, uh, enlightening because we only bring dope people on. So that's yeah. what you're doing here. This is just no a conversation pressure. amongst friends. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. I hope my dopeness stands up. Oh, it, it, it does. It does. Um, and so. Do you want to do the next thing? Do you want? Yes. To? Okay, okay. Yes, I like that thing. We've been done it in so long okay. because we've All known right. the people. All right. So, so we do. We, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you explain, you explain uh, it. You're there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So here's where, uh, in, in this case, Kwaku is going to try to guess what you do um, just by asking a couple of questions. And he gets three guesses. And then we'll start the conversation from there. That's why I haven't told him anything or said anything. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I never know who's going to be on that couch. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to start off with a random question. Are you yes. right-handed or left-handed? Wow. Right-handed. Okay. Did you go to middle school? <laughs> this has all of a sudden become Kreskin the he's, Magnificent. He's you reaching. I mean? Amazing. Go for it, man. Did you go to middle school in the Northeast, closer to the Northeast or closer to the Southwest? Right in the middle. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a musician? Yes. Boom. Like, okay, so how did you get that from <laughs> what you just, like... Because you were looking at me and explaining yeah. the rooms, to, the rules to, to Kyle and Kyle, like a like, guitar and air guitar thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kyle gave it away. Damn it, Kyle. I'm sorry. I didn't... <laughs> I just felt so comfortable on the couch, but I thought something was missing. I was like, wait, yeah, yeah. When you said the couch, I was like, all right, this guy plays music. That's cool. yes. Okay. Kyle, are you a guitarist? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Okay. So I, so that was an easy win for me. Well done. So you already saw the answer, and then you started fucking around with like the left hand. Okay. Much. Well done. Yes. Well, well yes. struck, sir. Well struck. The look on your face was like, "What the fuck are you?" Doing? <laughs> Don't embarrass me, man. It's my friend, dude. <laughs> okay. So, um, so now that we know he's a musician, right. Right. Kyle goes by the name Mississippi Cotton. And the way we start off these conversations is Kwaku or I, in this case me, I'll just talk a little bit about how we met and why I think you're dope. And Kyle, just like most of our friends, is going to be humble and he's going to be like, nah, man, nah, nah, nah. but I'm going to blow you up just a little bit. So just prepare yourself. So everybody who listens knows that I call myself a cub musician and uh, the journey of playing the guitar and learning how to play it and so forth. Um, and I've you know, gone to YouTube videos and I watch things and I try things and I listen to things on records and I've taken lessons here and there. Uh, But one of my favorite instances of learning to play guitar was actually taking lessons with Kyle. So I met Mm -hmm. Kyle at the Brooklyn Music School. I've heard of you. Yes, yes. I I walked. He's talked about you. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I I have talked about him. Yeah. Yes. Um, And and so on one of my journeys of trying to you know figure out how to play this fucking guitar, right? I said, no. Well, let me take some lessons. And I walked into Brooklyn Music School, and they were like, "So, what do you like to play?" I was like, "Blues." And as soon as I said blue, they were like, "Kyle." I was like, okay, uh, come in next Tuesday or whenever I did. And I come and, and the man who's sitting next to me right now was there. And I would say that what I loved about our lessons was not necessarily 
learning techniques and learning form and all that stuff all, all while, while that was there and learning songs. Uh, but we often got into like really like philosophical questions uh, about art, about music, about breathing while you're playing your guitar, about mm. the relaxing thing. And we, we, we got real zen a lot of times. Uh, and so I, I feel that we, we bonded over that and we saw a sort of um, a, 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 a sibilance, or no, that's not my word, a, 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 a similarity between us two. And then we just became friends. And one day I was like, hey, come over. We'll just jam on the you know guitar. And so he comes over and we just sit and drink some bourbon and just play guitar and, and sing old blues songs. And uh, it just formed a... I feel a relationship there. Uh, he lives near me, and so um, we've hung out and all that stuff. But uh, he is a—he's a, a consummate musician. Uh, what I love uh, about his music is it's free and sort of formless. Like he'll pick different forms, and he'll just play here and he'll play there. And it's like he's—he's he's free where I'm not. I'm always like, Kyle, what do I have to do now? And he's like, just, just play a note we'll figure something out you know what I mean and I, mm. I just kind of love that that quality about him and I've seen you play and it's that same sort of you're always looking for a freedom rather this is my opinion maybe you have a different opinion but like there's always like a, a, a freedom that you're looking for in what you're playing and uh, that's why I brought you here and I just want to sort of sort of pick your brain about your journey and how you got where you are and why you do what you do but you know that's for coming up, but that's 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 my that's why to me Kyle is dope. Kyle, is it weird to Thank sit you. there and have someone say so many nice things about you and just <laughs> like how do you react to that, right? No, I love it. I'm flattered. Okay, okay there you go. Right, there you go. There you go. All no, I'm, 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 I'm humbly humbly uh, soaking it all in. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so, and I feel like we're doing role reversal today. Typically, Otto is like. I like to hear sort of the genesis, the, the sort of story as to how you came to do this. You know, did you, you know, and I'm just giving random examples. Is it that, you know, you come from a family of musicians or I know like me personally, I don't come from a family of musicians, but I had a really interesting moment when I was in fourth grade in a choir class where the music teacher is like, that kid can sing. Mm. And at that point I was like, I, everybody can do that. <laughs> You know, and that's when I started to think about music at the, in a larger way than just singing along with the radio. So, mm -hmm. Kyle, like, how did you come to be the person that you are sitting on this couch? Uh, well, I think I think it came from uh, boredom and and, lo <laughs> and loneliness in my like early teens, you know, uh, or maybe preteens, where I didn't really do much much more outside of uh, sit in my room and draw and listen to. Beatles records mm. and nothing wrong with that. And my, my my first love for early '90s rap, where I had to memorize like every word to a crisscross <laughs> song, cheesy cheesy '90s rap. There you um, go. And you know, like sitting in my room, like really really drawn to mostly like lyrics and vocals. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I when I first started getting into music, I had like a dual like kind of a. I set out on a dual path almost at the same time. I started um, studying French horn and playing in bands and orchestras in school, something that was very structured and regimented and competitive. And I also mm -hmm. had, I had a guitar that was given to me by my aunt um, because my cousin wasn't using it and I just fiddled around on that. So I had this like kind of like blind path and then I had this very um, 
this very rigid path where someone was kind of holding my hand and like taking me where they thought I should go. Mm. And right. so and, and so somewhere in the middle, I was able to to lay down a musical fo- foundation that I don't think I would have gotten. Not saying that my parents aren't musical, you know, but they they're not they never really modeled um like playing an instrument like my mom I remember pretty like vividly my mom singing in the kitchen and and in the in the car and I feel like that that alone as simple as it seems like is 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 really readily absorbed by by a young child just like hearing their mother sing whether they're singing to them or if they're singing you know like a Steve Miller band song or if they're singing it doesn't really matter what they're singing it's just kind of that they're they're voices coming out in a different way you know like right. and, and and especially to have your mother be that that person who um who models that like it, it's just kind of like yeah that, that's what we kind of do right mm. i mean and that's what yeah. mu- that's what music and i'm sure it's still out there but like before recorded music that's what record that's what music was like your family would get together in a circle and they'd sing songs mm. or right somebody right. would have a guitar and a piano and that it just became like is as normal as eating dinner right, right right and now and now recording recorded music as i'm staring at what looks like a thousand records um i you know i i, I love I, yeah. I i love listening to music and i'm very appreciative and grateful to have all of these records and these references to things that are happening now and things that have happened a hundred years ago but they've kind of uh almost placed a veil over over our musical culture mm-hmm. right and so um and so, yes, I mean, my, my, my parents were, were musical in a sense. My dad really loved, we had three CDs at that point. That's really all we had. We had <laughs> CDs. We had Queen's Greatest Hits. Uh-huh. We had um, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. <laughs> yes. And uh, Elton John. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, like, and, and that's what I, you know, you listen to what your parents have. And having, having such a limited, <laughs> like, I'm sure we had a few other CDs, but that's really all I remember listening to. And I'd right. put those on, like just repeat and listen to Queen right. over and over again. Like Meatloaf, I loved, you know. Like I mean, <laughs> right, it's such a right. random thing. And right. then, and then finally, I came into um, around the same time that the anthologies came out, the Beatle anthologies in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Beatles kind of made this, I don't know, resurgence, but like they they hit my radar right. at that point. Yeah. I was like 12 or 13. And I just became like locked in. I didn't mm. listen to anything else. Yeah. I had I wore a, a Beatles T-shirt, five different Beatles T-shirts every single day of the week to school. You know, like I just yeah. I I don't know. I was just completely like consumed by yeah. it almost. And I didn't yeah. listen to anything else. And which, looking back, like there's definitely worse things. Like yeah. for like a year and a half of my yeah. life, just like pounding Beatles into my head. Yeah, like, right. And, and right. they're still like they're still there. You know, like. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just have this like random loop of like Sergeant Pepper like going around in my head, and I'm like, oh, stop, just get out of there, you know? Like, yeah. so yeah. Th- that's kind of how I started. And then when I was writing poetry in middle school, um, and guitar came about, like just kind of picking up a guitar and treating it like an experiment without any sort of structured guidance mm-hmm. was right. was really freeing, you know. And I, I had a you know, right about the same time I started putting, you know, lyrics to music was about the same time that um, I met up with um, a kid one year older than me. His name was Blake. He played bass and he played mm-hmm. guitar and bass in the church band. And so he he knew what he was doing. Right? Like I remember, like because like, he he had some experience. He yeah. gave, he gave me an electric guitar amp. 
when I only had an electric guitar and and he played like the beginning of Across the Universe for me, like the ding ding Whoa. ding ding yeah. ding ding, What's and that the was it. Again? Like what words that? are pouring out oh, of oh, endless waves, oh, rain okay, into yeah, yeah, yeah. a paper cup. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. I remember when yeah. he played that, like he uh, sitting Duh. in somebody's basement. I was like, I have to play guitar now, you know. Right. And so like right. the the tunes that I was just kind of like humming and and singing in my head, then I had like a platform, which I still kind of consider guitar right now is like kind of a stage or a platform to play out different ideas and experiences right. and emotions and blah blah blah. Um, and so so when we started jamming like i was about 14 he was 15 or 16 our buddy andy played drums and we were all like just very fresh mm-hmm. in in our musical like creative lives and we would just spend hours you know together um, working on songs and uh, like recording songs that like I, I would record the guitar part and then Blake would be like I'm gonna overdub another guitar part because it's, it's gonna sound <laughs> yeah. a little better and I was like okay yeah you know because yeah. he had the understanding that I was still learning and, right and 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 I was luckily like not as prideful you know sure. you know back then and right. so I was just right. like yeah you you are a cool. better guitar player this right. is great you know right. he was kind of like my first guitar teacher without ever actually like sitting down and being right. like here's a G chord or here's a C chord. Like, right. There are little bits and pieces, obviously, that you, you share just by by playing music together, but like there was nothing structured. And I just played guitar all, you know, and like keyword played. Like I just played guitar. I never practiced. Mm. I just like put my fingers down and went like, bong, bong, bong. oh no, that's kind of weird. Bong, bong, bong. Oh, that's kind of neat. Right. And then and then it became, again, like the the platform for singing whatever right uh-huh. and, and then the songs come from there and then like we started we did a lot of recording in our high school years and played a handful of shows like the shows were and where was this in it uh in illinois we grew up okay if you look at the mississippi river it comes down and bends and makes like that weird like kind of side boob of illinois <laughs> and <laughs> yes like, yes an <laughs> area an area called the quad cities so like davenport okay. davenport iowa rock island illinois mm-hmm. um other side of the state from Chicago okay. and uh and yeah that that was our like that was that was my main musical foundation and yeah. and I, I also luckily had the, the the ability to learn how to read music and dynamics and oh, right. be part of a part of a whole in yeah. an orchestra which I mean at, at a certain more jaded point in my memory like I remember being like I'm just a tool you know like <laughs> like fuck this conductor anyway like because because it, it was all very it was all very competitive and the music never really resonated with me like non-vocal music in general still like doesn't really hit me but here I was like devoting my whole life to this instrument that I wasn't right, enjoying right and so I got into music school after high school for French horn like gonna be playing in an orchestra gonna be studying music and doing what with it so what, then, what music school did you go to uh it was a small private school in Rock Island Illinois called Augustana okay, okay. No, I only went there for like a trimester, and then I realized that French horn was like not what kinda, you wanted yeah. to do. Got it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I can't even imagine you playing it. Like, I can't yeah. even imagine you holding. I it. I haven't for I haven't for a really long time, which which is fine. I mean, I, I look back and like it, like I, not having played it for like twelve years, I think yeah. about like wow, my my embouchure, you know, the muscles around your your yes. your oh. lips. I was like, my embouchure is really strong. And you know what that is really great for? Harmonica, Harmonica playing, yeah. you know? Right, and so like, right. I'm kind of like, I just, I had classical training in French horn. And, and even though I'm not playing French horn, like there's still like 
a lot of bits and pieces that like kind of shoot out at me like wow you wouldn't be able to dance and sing with a banjo around kids as well if you didn't play in marching band and you right. had to like march around a football field with a right piece of metal in your mouth yeah you know, like right yeah. and so so I'm, I'm like at this point i'm you know i'm just very grateful for all for all of the experience but especially grateful of the balance of having mm. uh, having guitar and french horn together where one was like whatever the right brain left brain creative side technical side you know like i, I kind of mm -hmm. could teeter back and forth between both of them and then when it was time for me to get jaded and and fed up with french horn i studied guitar for the right. first time in my life and right. I, I went to a small private or not private uh, community college um that was in my same hometown and studied jazz guitar which i mean i had never even listened to jazz at that point and just like wrecked my whole brain you know i mean like <laughs> right, right. like, it, that, like it, it hurt it hurt like studying jazz guitar because i had no foundation right where i mean is i'm saying it's kind of like a negative thing but it's not you know like mm. it was just like a big like blow to my system which like shifted my you know shifted my course you know or shifted right. my, my my path so. why was it because it was something so different from what i'm sure you're you know the orchestral stuff that you were learning or, or that you yeah. were used to and yeah so. yeah i mean if if like the the classical training that i had was very informed you know like i was like i couldn't do anything if i didn't have a piece of paper in front of me with notes and God. dynamics mm -hmm. and tempo markings and like everything right. like I, and I was like I got really technically great at, at reading it mm -hmm. but it didn't ever really seem very musical mm. got it and got so it. and so if I if that was my only experience and you know from you know a lot of the people in my family and friends who went through the same music program that was like quote-unquote a good music program like right. we, we won lots of competitions mm -hmm. and we got lots of awards and you know like it was a good music program but right. like it never really like nurtured that that deeper layer within a within a musician especially in a, like a, in a teenager mm -hmm. like a teenager's mm -hmm. musical self which is like free and open and like kind of like blossoming but then it's kind of like much a, like a lot of education is just kind of like right like held on to so that it can't really resonate yeah right and so you know like the the from from my lovely wife who you know sang in choirs and piano and went through the same music program and like got out of it and was like oh okay nah. you know to her sister who went through the same program for percussion and went out to music school and like was kind of like okay now what you know like right because right. like the we were taught to be like very technically proficient and and that there's nothing wrong with the proficiency if it's balanced with mm. fun and freedom you know and and right and so and so that that's kind of led me where where I am now. I guess to the to kind of wrap up the yeah no no question. no no. I, it's it, it also um, I, I mean I I'm just sitting here listening and going. I totally get it now just by experiencing you through as a teacher and as a friend and as somebody to jam with. There, you know, I'll kind of repeat what I said earlier. Um, there is he he has a, a consummate knowledge of the 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 workings of music right yeah. um um but he you also provide the accessibility you also make it fun it's like it's like again uh you, you know what's that movie about the drummer and he's like yelling at the kid drumline drum no not drumline whiplash whiplash, yeah. whiplash. like okay. you're definitely not that teacher right <laughs> you know it, it, you're definitely a teacher who 
who is more interested in the love and the expression of music as the person that's sitting in front of you rather than you need to play like this person, mm. you need to play this style. In fact, a lot of that, a lot of our jam, um, our, our jamming is you going, well, let's pick like three or four or five different, maybe six different forms. And then like, let's play that. And then like met, mess around with them and put them all like take these Legos and then fuck them up and put them in some and then add the erector yeah. set. I know those two don't go together, but we'll figure out a, a way to make that work. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I've never heard, because I've never asked, I've never heard of the sort of the, the genesis of that or what I'm assuming is the genesis. It's the, you know, it's a, the French horn mixed with the, 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 the sort of accessibility of a guitar and blues. Do you know what I mean? It's like no blues guy that I know is like, I went to conservatory mm. to play the blues. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> right, like right. I picked up a busted guitar and like he says said i was like boom boom no that doesn't sound right boom 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 okay let's try that and yeah. then let's just jam away at this thing and sing about my ex-girl and make up a song rather than making it this like this sort of stringent thing that 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 becomes sort of militaristic do you know what i mean it's uh right it's wonderful one thing i do want to say is that for both of you because I know you guys are big huge Beatles fans but um, I've only just really discovered the Beatles mm. like in the last I want to say two weeks That's, they um, haven't been around that long yeah yeah so okay. I think I, I think that to... they're uh, um, I think they have a future um, yeah. honestly um, you know Ish. because I've been I've been collecting vinyl as you know um, and I I, I, I've always known the Beatles. I've, I've always sort of like, you know, I know the Beatles, right? But like, again, that why I'm saying this is that you talked about how it sparked you. Like suddenly something shifted in you. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like that's what a lot of people say about certain bands. Like the Beatles, when I heard the Beatles the first time, like for me, you've heard me Kwaku say a million times when I first heard Jimi Hendrix, I was like, yep. holy mm. shit. And so... I'm just saying that, uh, you know, on our creative journeys and so forth, I've only just discovered the Beatles. I went and I bought a, um, a, a remastered version of um, Sgt. Pepper that's sitting yeah. over here. Um, and, you know, I've upgraded my system and all that stuff. Not that that necessarily matters, but my God, like You're I, hearing I, things. I'm hearing things and then I'm really listening in a different way in yeah. a way that I never really listened to the Beatles before, right? And I know this sounds a little corny, but I, I get it now. Like I, I've like I am, I am a gog. Like I can't believe like I'm 46 years old and never really as much music as I've listened to, and as right. many as the variety that I've listened to in all the genres. I'm like, how did I miss like miss miss the Beatles? Like I'm. Dude. I'm, I'm 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 obsessed now. I'm Kyle so, I mean, when he was 13. I was going to say this is 12. this is what makes this podcast so fun because I wanted yeah. to go back to the Beatles thing yeah, with yeah. Kyle. Uh -huh. And I don't know if you remember when I was moving to San Diego mm -hmm. and I was driving with Nabet and the family and I was in like I, you called while we we're in the car and we we're talking. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like you got to go back and listen to Abbey Road. Yeah, George yeah. Harrison's guitar tones on mm. Abbey Road mm -hmm. are, are, are fucking brilliant, man. Mm -hmm. It's like I've never heard that before. Right. That's so I can a hundred and I and I and I love the Beatles. That's right. yeah, Kyle yeah. similar to you. You know, our parents are from Ghana. My parents they listen to a lot of Ghanaian music, but the, one of the few American bands that they did listen to mm. were the Beatles. Mm -hmm. 
and like my mom would sing the Beatles and dance to it. Oh, I didn't know and that. and I just remember being a kid and listening listening to Maxwell Silverhammer and thinking oh. that it sounded like a cartoon and being oh. like, I want to understand that more. Right. You know, because it, it's so colorful and there's like sound effects and and there's harmonies mm. and. And and I, when I meet people who are just like, oh, the Beatles suck, or I don't get the Beatles, or they're right, overrated, right. I'm just like, I'm glad you met me at this point in your life so that I can correct <laughs> right. you, school you, and yeah. open you up, and I can right. turn on the colors that you're not seeing, right. be, you know, whether it's through like your hipster jadedness or whatever, yeah. so that yeah. you can understand how amazing this band is. Right. Um, yeah, so gonna, I, I gonna... had no, I had no Beatles friends like growing up, you know, like, every, like everyone was wearing like Metallica, Pantera, yeah. like right, Nirvana, right. and even like, do, like bands like The Doors and Zeppelin that now through, you know, like vinyl discovery from flea markets and record shops and mm-hmm. stuff, like you come to then like, not even rediscover, but like almost like initially discover them because like right. all you know is like classic rock radio doors all you right, know is right, right. is classic rock radio dylan mm-hmm. classic rock radio zeppelin which is like right. amazing right. but like the it's really only like a wave you yeah. know like right. there there's so much more deeper down that yeah. yes. that once you yeah. get into listening to their their work and it, it just creates this in- intimacy with this this like previous like like almost competitive like oh well, I don't like Zeppelin because that kid that told me that the Beatles were gay yeah. wear, wears Led Zeppelin shirts you know <laughs> yeah, like, I mean exactly. and like I yeah. formed all these like misconceptions of all this music that now I like I can't imagine not being right. exposed yeah. to right and and I was you know that was when I was 25 yeah you know like yeah. right. You know, right when I was just going into going into like New York flea markets and stuff right and like yeah I'll spend three dollars on this Neil Young record, yeah, you know, exactly. before that, who's Neil Young to you? Heart of Gold, okay. Right. What else is he? I don't, I don't know, you know. And yeah. so I got to a point too where I was like, do there even need to be any more songs written? <laughs> like, right. do, like uh, why, why am I even even bothering? Right. You know, I should just be absorbing all right. of this beauty, like that that has come from. I mean, not only like '60s and on, but then you get deeper into blues music and like from the beginning of recorded music and then like just your imagination of what music was before recorded music. Like, right. and it's just like, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Hole. And, and that's kind of why I also was excited to bring Kyle on just because there, there, you, you guys have a, a symmetry, I think in my life as both of you are also educators. Do you know what I mean? You both of yeah. you are natural teachers and b- both of you are people that, I find that when you talk about things, I shut up because I'm absorbed. Like I always get a different perspective or I always get something new to sort of connect to, you know, the, the Beatles is a pretty big example. Right. But right, right. there's always there. I, I know that I've texted you like at maybe three o'clock in the morning or have wanted to uh, Kyle and been like, dude, I, I get what a diminished third is. Uh-huh. Like I totally right. like the thing right. that you told me. That you were like, just throw it, dude, just throw it away. Like, it's not, you know, because I'm, I'm maybe some, a lot of people don't know, I'm educated as an engineer. So that's great because I want everything to add up. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, I, there's a formula, there's right. a way to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is math, there's a logic to it. But I also have uh, a, a pull, obviously, towards arts, the arts because that's what I do for a living. Um, and so sometimes it's, it's, it's hard for me to shift to the more uh, so-called left brain thing where it's just like, dude, just whatever, it's gonna sound good. Like one time, Kyle, you were like, 
you know, you learn these, you learn these forms or whatever, and then you just kind of throw them away, dude. And then like, you you find that whatever note you played sounded pretty good, and you just kind of keep going from there, rather than you know, in the in that sort of Herbie Hancock way, where you're like, oh, well, how did he do that? But well, he's got this freedom, like he's obviously he's practiced enough to to sort of be uh so the piano is part of him but then he's just really just expressing kind of like we're having our conversation we our instrument is our body our voices our tongues we've talked enough do you know what I mean so like whatever's come popping to my mind i can express it to you because i've practiced talking for right. a long time so i'm not yeah. like oh my god what does kyle want to hear me say what is kwaku right no, i'm just more right. like holy shit beatles yeah you know what i just discovered this record guys you're gonna laugh like have you ever heard of sergeant pepper you, you guys are like uh yeah dude welcome to music of the this this century but anyway um i i just like i just have to comment that i just like this combination of brains that is happening right now in my life um and so i'm just throwing out a thank you for both of you being in my lives on that on that level oh, yeah. see and that and that's the other thing this is what i love and hate because you always say the stuff i'm thinking before uh. i get to say it <laughs> but that makes it great i was yeah. gonna I, I was gonna ask kyle this as i mean because i, I was a music teacher for 10 years mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, you know, I played instruments in, in high school, a little bit in college. And so and I studied, you know, theory and stuff in college. And so I understood like the structure and the math, especially the deeper you go into theory, the more it feels like algebra and the less it actually mm. feels like music, mm. especially as you're getting into composing. And at the same time, I was also in bands where I was playing guitar and I didn't know what I was doing, mm. but it was great to just be able to exist in that space and not have to worry about time signature. What key am I in? How many accidentals am I playing? Like, I didn't think about any of that stuff. I'm like, does this sound good with what everybody else is playing? Mm. Wonderful. Mm. So when you were telling that, that, that piece about going to music school and also having that freedom of, of just exploring like instruments and playing with your friends or, you know, the French horn, that contrast, I a hundred, 180% relate to that. How do you feel that that tension has tied into the things that you create now like are there moments where you feel like all right and i do this where i'm like okay let me let me sit down at the piano what key am i in mm-hmm. why is this not working where you have to go into the problem solving mode or those moments where you're just like all right well this all just feels good so i'm not even going to think about it i'm just going to shut off and i and i literally learned this from a friend a year ago when it comes to writing songs shut off your brain don't think just add add one section if that works Move on. Add the next section. Mm. Like how, that, and so that's me in your creative process. How do, and we've even talked about what you do. Like I have a sense of it, like slightly. But how do those two worlds come together for you? Well, I, I, I feel like the like what you said about shutting off, like shut off your brain and then just like see what comes out. You know, and I, I, I think going back to my like initial initial process, like when I was. 14, 15, not knowing what I was doing. Um, it was a lovely space to be in because I, I didn't even have to shut off my brain. You know, it was just, it was right. already it, like, it wasn't even there, you know, <laughs> right, like, right. and so like you find, you find that sound and usually like, usually like the, the, the spark comes, you know, and, and the spark could come in the, in the, in many forms, whether, whether it be like a, like an image or a sound or a, a tension, you know, from two guitar strings ringing out or uh, playing a C chord and forgetting to put your first finger down and being like, right. oh man, what is that? Mm-hmm. You right. know, like, right. and, and so, 
And so th- those like little surprises are usually what like kind mm. of got me all, still get me all shook up. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, now now is the time. Whereas like you're right, like if you go and you're like sitting down at the piano and you have to overthink it, which piano I can I can think about and I can kind of play, but it's not even kind of worth my time at this point. Mm. But but anyway, like so you get your you get yourself sparked, and then at that point like the the rhythm becomes I, I think the driving force where. Mm the like a steady loop and like whether it's like a like a loop in the form or a loop in a rhythmic pattern um it just kind of plays over and over in a broken record and then that becomes like your stage almost mm-hmm. right and so and so having having that which is similar to like like if if we're talking about older blues music like one thing that that I've like really tried to tried to harness is that freedom of just like maybe just one chord because a mm. lot, a lot of the, a lot of the beautiful singing that you hear, um, in that style and, and from those old recordings are really just like one harmony. There isn't even a chord progression, right? You know, it's just like right. an open tune guitar, and the guitar is singing a little part, and the person's singing a little part, and that's really it. And it doesn't mm. even have to change. Right. And unless right. you're listening for it, you don't even notice that it changes. Right. You know, like that, that bit. And then like the tiny bit that I know about ragas is that they just sound, you know, sound the tonic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then right. they've got they've got a, a, a mix of notes that they're going to use for that certain time of day or the certain right. celebration. Right. And then they just let it out. Right. You know, obviously yeah. that takes a lot of I mean, in that tradition, it takes a lot of preparation for it, which mm-hmm. kind of going back to what I was saying before, having that that ability to to shut off or to be in a free state is good but it's also limiting right which is why there's that great balance between then practicing and like technically getting stronger and more coordinated so that you can you can kind of like have a an outlet for the ideas in your head instead of flubbing over not being able to get to this shape or that shape right so like i want to be able to be like man just feel it just do it like you you don't have to do anything but it's, it's not true right you have you also have to be kind of like all in on the other side too yeah and teeter totter back and forth where in certain points of my life i'm i'm on the practice side where every day i'm with a metronome and every day like i'm like working on a like a a simple coordinating exercise between right hand and left hand and then i bounce over to the point where i'm just strumming on a g g chord and a c chord and you know having really simple fun right you know like right and so it's that it's that back and forth and i feel like now like in in the current i guess my current process would be to do something like that's part of a routine and Mm -hmm. something that does really feel like practice almost like too much practice like almost going too slow setting the metronome at 33 beats per minute I remember you telling and just going like Mm -hmm. you know one you know just my thumb Mm -hmm. left hand doesn't matter at all and i'm just like Boom, boom, boom. Super slow on every string, adding in the left hand fingers and not playing a scale, not playing an exercise, really just like seeing how jelly my arms can be as Mm -hmm. I'm playing so that when it comes time for me to, you know, jump into action for this or to try out that new thing, like I'm I'm already in a relaxed state. And so usually from that, from that experience, like five or 10 minutes leads me into a spot where my brain is definitely not off. Um, but, it, but the, the pipeline that, that would maybe be like the, the, the source the for the, mm-hmm. for the inspiration mm-hmm. is, is a bit more relaxed, right. you know, like, especially living in New York or living in this modern day, 
anywhere that you live, like that that pipeline is kind of like like sque- you squeeze it shut because mm-hmm. we're trying to process so informa- so much information so much. that that we're just constantly in this state of flex, you know, or yeah. tension in our minds, and that's not good for song songing you know right, like with right, coming yeah. up for songs <laughs> yeah like, or adulting or adulting yeah, yeah. anything <laughs> like and so right. so to have to have auto auto had mentioned something about you know breathing and playing you know mm-hmm. so like one if you you set the focus on the rhythm and on your breath before you do anything whether it's like something very like contrived and thought out or something just very free and like you can't do anything wrong in that state. Yeah. You know, and I feel huh. like, yeah, I feel like we, you know, you and I, Kwaku, in, in a lot of our conversations and in a lot of the conversations we've had with other, other artists, where th- that is sort of the key that we, we always sort of drill down to where there is th- that tension is what we, uh, I think that we all sit in as creatives or as people, right? right. It's like, right. you know, I, I, I always say that life is practice right everything you do is practice like you you're not you're never not practicing right right and so um and the only guarantee with practice is that you will get better at whatever you're practicing even practice is practice right right right. um and so choosing what you want to practice is what you will get better at and so if you have a practice of if we're going to use a guitar for example you know, Kyle is, is describing two things, practicing, relaxing and sort of being with your instrument and yeah. practicing the technical aspect of getting to that uh, whatever chord, getting to that shape. Do you know what I mean? Right. And right. I think the the interesting thing or the lovely thing of creation is always at the center of those two poles and mm. never or rarely it, it can't really happen organically at either side do you know what i'm saying there's a there's a mm. point where you know you want you want to uh, you know uh, one one of our guests talk about how she's a she was a, like a professional golfer right so if you want to yep. get good at golf you have to sit there and practice that one swing a million times but until you stop thinking about it which is what you kept saying it's like you you shut your brain off right uh, i've had that experience writing plays where i've written enough that i'm now not thinking about what the next character is going to say it just sort of pops in my brain because i've relaxed and i'm in it and i hear these voices and i'm just racing to catch up and there's no agenda it's just me trying to type fast enough to catch up with the voices in my head. And I feel like that's no different from what you've just described. I've heard you describe it that way, Kwaku, where once you've, once you've, you've gotten to a level of, you know, uh, I want to write a song and you've forgotten all the, the fucking theory and all that stuff, which is important to a level. And it's just, who am I as the human being? What am I trying to do? I'm writing a song. Now, back in the day, as we've described, it sounds it sounds more easy, right? They weren't thinking that I'm going to sell a single and it's going to make 200,000 copies right. and then I'm right. going to get signed right. with Columbia right. and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I need to sing a song to my daughter who just hurt her knee and I just want to make her laugh. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not thinking, <laughs> right. of, I'm not, I'm not thinking my key and what form I'm in and this right. and that. I'm just singing to my daughter because she's crying. Do you know what I mean? Or I, my yeah. mom just died. I'm, I'm singing that. I'm wailing that or whatever it is. And I think that, uh, you know, artistically, we've got to get to that point where 
again, we have to eat, right? Commercial means something. Like, that, that's just a society we live in. So we do yeah. have to buy food to eat, and we do have to figure out a way to make money doing the things we love. But at, at some point, it's like, also, why are we doing it? Because this is how we express ourselves. And yeah. that's all I'm doing. That's literally all I'm doing, right? I just happen to have a guitar this time mm-hmm. rather than my voice or rather than a piece of paper. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, what I've gotten out of Radio Zamunda and what I've gotten out of these conversations, what I've gotten out of Kyle a lot in our lessons is, I mean, there were some times where we barely played. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We'd, we'd, you know, half hour lesson or 45 minutes, I forget what it was. And I sometimes I got more out of just talking and expressing yeah. ourselves and then maybe we played a song later or maybe we listened to a record but I wasn't like oh well I didn't do any scales Kyle you know what I mean it was right. like it didn't even dawn on me and I got more out of anything than any any sort of uh, sort of standard lesson that I've ever right. taken on that stuff and I think there's a balance there that we're we're always touching on in in any of these conversations which is why it which is I mean, Radio Zamunda for me is like a reminder. That's all it is. It's like, all right, Kyle, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a thing I have to remind myself on Tuesday when I know I forget. You know what I mean? Because I just need to like, I just want to make that money. You know what I mean? It's right, uh, right. But I mean, it's it's a reminder, but it's also like going to the library because right. You know, where you've heard about something, you've learned about something, and then you go and Otto's rolling his eyes because I was talking (laughs) in these analogies. Yes. In metaphors, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go to the library and you see a book. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's that thing that I heard about. Here's more detail about it. Mm-hmm. Or here's an example of somebody using it. And mm-hmm. both of you are talking about life as practice. Have we have we ever talked about the Alexander Technique? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, no, you and I haven't, but I know what it is. But you're familiar with it, Kyle. Yes. Are you familiar with it as well? Yeah, I, I've never I've never practiced it, but I had a mm-hmm. student who told me quite a bit about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of it is, and you know, I, I took a class in it in school, right. and yeah. so I would, like, when you were talking about playing the guitar and breathing, mm-hmm. it's amazing because I've never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. I think about that in terms of singing, mm-hmm. because there are all these, you know, I took the singing lesson from this woman a while ago, and I would go see her perform. And her full and like her whole thing, you know, you think of like most singers and they're tensing up and the veins and they're really into it. And she was always so relaxed. And you could literally watch her sing and 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 see her breathing and how it fit into each song. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was like my big takeaway from my lessons with her. And so, you know, and I had lessons with other people too, and they'd always say, Well, sing your breathing is the most important part. And when you're breathing, Maybe you want to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. So you're not drying out your throat, but also you want to feel that within the flow of the song. Right. And so that you're conscious of your breathing, not only so that you can hit your notes, but also that you remain relaxed as you're as you're going through that process Mm -hmm. of performing. And so when you're describing. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. You were describing. No, so when you describe that with the guitar, I'm like, oh, that makes complete fucking sense. Yeah. And that's the library portion of it. Right. I mean, there's something that's. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off, bro. Oh, the, the last part, last part is just like the Alexander technique. That's that whole life is practice piece where yeah. the teacher was like, all right, well, when you sit down, how do you sit down? Do you flop into a chair or mm-hmm. do you slowly bend down and then bend your knees and mm-hmm. intentionally sit back and then stand up afterwards? Mm-hmm. And that and and it was a music class 
that was about the Alexander technique, right. where we had to focus on breathing, and then she and she was like, "All right, and take this apply and apply this to your instrument." Mm-hmm. And I and I applied it to singing, but I never I've never thought about applying it to guitar because right. with me that's where my brain switches over, and it's like I always have this feeling of like oh, I'm not quite great at this instrument, so I will mm-hmm. tense up. Yeah, right. and I'll have that tension. If, oh, now I'm singing. All right, I need to not tense up because that will affect how my voice sounds. Right. It's like it's it's that thing, and I and I, uh, you know, I'm gonna blow Kyle up again, but like it's that thing that uh, I really sort of connected uh, with taking lessons with Kyle because it's something that I think we take for granted, right? When we see somebody who's a consummate professional or virtuoso at whatever, mm-hmm. the first thing we say is, "God, she makes it look so easy." Right. 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 Whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's whatever the 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 thing that they're doing, for some reason they just make it look like it's easy. They're not thinking of it. LeBron James just does stuff, and you're like everybody's like, "Whoa!" But he makes it look easy, right. so easy that you think you can do it, and then you try, and you're like, "Holy shit, that uh-huh. was hard!" Right. But that's the that's the <laughs> right. But that's the relaxed thing. It's it's one of the things that uh, drew me to guitarists. It drew me to Jimmy, and it drew me to Prince because when they're playing, if you watch, it looks like they're not even touching the strings. Right. It looks like their hand just goes where it wants to, and and they're expressing. They're not trying to get a note. They're just trying to say something. Right. Now, obviously, right. going back and, and you know this, is, this seems to be a constant theme. There's a lot of practice that's in involved so you can sort of let that go but there's something and you've said this uh, a bunch of times to me and and I think that's where the genesis for you of the breathing and the sort of those exercises where like he would we would sit down he'd have a metronome we'd tune up and he'd go down to like 33 30 boom 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 I'm gonna steal that that's brilliant boom you know what I mean and you just and and you would say, breathe, relax, because at the end of the day, it's you're not trying to get to that note. It's just your finger just lands where it is. And right. that's the note. And then and then also, and this is an acting thing, right? The, where people say, what's acting? is oh, It must be hard to memorize those lines and all that stuff. But most actors will tell you it's listening. That's all it is, right? And if you're not listening to your instrument, if you're not listening to your scene partner, then you're not acting. It's just listening and reacting. That's what right. music is, right? I play this C chord and I'm reacting to, my reaction might be the C chord and the sound that that C chord makes. So like earlier you said, well, I hit that C chord and I forgot to put my first finger down, but whoa, right? I wanna do that. Okay, let me, yeah. say, let me say that again, rather yeah. than let me play that again or maybe make that happen. It was an expression that happened. The other thing that I find, um, uh, fascinating is we learn through these accidents like I've had yep. so many of these accidents on guitar where I meant to play something or I meant this to happen and then something else happened and I go whoa, 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 what was that what was that and, and it just sounded good because I was simply listening and mm-hmm. it sounded cool and I don't know if it was a diminished third the trimester thing. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it was. You know, not a chord. Not a chord. <laughs> <laughs> not even music. But, but you, you know, sometimes we ha- I have to remind myself that it's like I'm just trying to say something, and and yes. that's all it is. And if I if my hands can sort of if I can put my hands where my 
my brain is, what my brain is saying, right? Just yeah. like just like we can put our lips and our tongue to what we're trying to say, it's no different. I'm just training my hands to do the same thing on this instrument. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, and I find that. I think is why I love music and that's why I pursue the music that I, I try myself, even though I think for me, music is not something that I'm trying to pursue professionally. That's why it's, it's a lot of fun for me as well, because I'm just, I'm just cranking on my couch here with my, you know, my amp on and it sounds good. And then I'll put on a Jimmy record and I'll try to copy some of his stuff and it's not going to go there, but like, Oh, look what I just did. You know what I mean? There's something, There's something just fascinating about that. I don't know. So I've gone off on a tangent, but that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. That's that's what we do. I feel yeah. like that's I, what, I so, feel like there's like two two musical minds in that. Like where or at least for me, like one of my one of my musical minds is like wrong note, right note. Mm. I mean, just because yeah. like that, it, it whether you don't want to think like that or not, it's there. You yes. know, like you, mm-hmm. you've got this this on and offs type of analysis of yourself and of other music Mm -hmm. but then there's the but then if if i can kind of transform that into maybe not thinking of it as wrong note right note or this note's in the key this note isn't in the key or whatever but if i can just thinking of think of it as like varying degrees of tension you know Mm. everything is just like you know either has more tension or less tension it's Mm. like your acceptance of tension that is maybe unanticipated and how you react to it and how you how you absorb it and then turn it into something else is kind of what I think whether you're playing basketball or painting right. a picture or playing a guitar solo or whatever it is like that that's that that's where the the artistic side you know comes out because like for me that that's what art is for right. you know it's like to take these like these things that seem jarring or un, un like unnecessary and make them necessary make them real and make them then purposeful like in through whatever your process is like right, right. Mm. oh no i added an extra teaspoon of salt yeah. to my dinner like what am <laughs> right. i gonna what am i gonna do okay well i'm yeah. gonna add this to take the salt flavor right. somewhere else right. you know right. like i mean right. and 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 for for that like th- that that's like maybe my most um the reason why I'm most grateful for music is because it's like helped me, helped me realize this this just uh, perception of tension mm-hmm. instead yeah. of like my like immediate on or off of like no good bad you know like mm-hmm. and, right and that's mm-hmm. you know that that for me that's all I have to say right, right. it's right, free, yeah, it's yeah, free yeah, to you yeah. from binary thinking mm. Mm. yeah yes. Yeah. Mm. I think the cooking analogy is really great because I'm not the best cook at all. My wife is really great. Right. And I'm always like, oh, my God, I have added too much salt. Right. We're going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Kyle, what are you besides teaching? What are you doing now? Like musically, creatively? What are you working on? Mm. What you know, how how do you balance out the left and the right with the with the creative output of what you do? Yeah, well, like on my day to day, I'm. I think I would say I'm I'm blessed with my my mix of uh, my mix of music is like I can wake up in the morning, four mornings a week I have music with very young children, um, yes, like infant like infant to four I would say is the range. Mm-hmm. And I've okay. got hooked up with a couple gigs, one at a preschool, a couple sing like community sing-alongs that have been really sweet. And like that that for me is then balanced at night with say hanging out 
with a toe, you know, like <laughs> right, bullshitting right, about right, this. Right, or like at my right. first lesson of, of the wind or like of a Monday is a retiree followed by, you know, a guy who sells old ancient coins mm-hmm. followed by a 12 year old girl followed by a six year old playing ukulele followed by a group class that has a Hasidic Jew, black guy, white guy, you know, like, you know, the, the, right. pic, the subway picture of the community right. college, yes, you know, like yes. right, it right, just right. spans the whole demographic. <laughs> and so like that, that in itself, like when I can remember how rich that just this kind of like really weird cross section of like generations and cultures is like living in yeah. New York, obviously like uh, is, is a great advantage to that. But when I can, when I can think about that, I'm like, what, why do I, why do I need anything else right. musically? Right. right. And right. so, so I've, very thankfully over the last 10 years like i i can i can eat from that you know i can make money and i i can make um a good living doing that i'm definitely not a rich man you know but i I have everything i need plus way more Mm -hmm. and and from that like my my whole like 12 year old 13 year old mindset of i'm gonna be the next john lennon like that (laughs) that dream can kind of like it's not totally gone, but that dream can kind of like fizzle off into the distance. And I don't have to rely so much on like, you know, becoming the idol that I idolized. Right. Whereas right. like, that's all like when I moved out to New York 10 years ago, like I was so hell bent on like, now here's the time, you know, this mm. is the magic right. story where yeah. like, you know, like I now I moved to New that. York. Yeah, go ahead. Now I moved to New York and, and here's where all my dreams come true and mm, I'm going to be right. playing the stadiums and I'm going to be, you know, like all like, painting a picture that was like that was never there mm-hmm. not to say that it, it can ne- never be there but like one that does it's not even worth thinking about mm-hmm. in, in a way and like one that can kind of take you outside of of what you're actually doing and so without the teaching stuff without the, especially the kids and, and realizing like what music kind of actually is mm-hmm. which is basically just like glue amongst beings All like yeah. yeah i mean like and and not, and not just a, a performance of like listen to me and listen to how sensitive and whatever this is and listen to how many notes i can play and listen to how technically great i am like all of that shit kind of just fizzle fizzle fizzled fizzles Fizzle. yeah fizzled away <laughs> and so and so the band that i'm playing in now has been like a huge breath of fresh air um and and we we can play without the expectation or without any expectations or without any desire to be like, and okay, we've, we're playing this venue now. Okay. We got to get 15 of our friends to come for the draw right, so right, that when we right. come, when we come back, then they'll want to book us again. And you know, but like we were just, we got together, we worked up a handful of older songs that I had done a handful of newer, newer songs that I would, do, I had done over the past two years and in the last year and a half of us playing together we've just played lots of shows we've like had lots of great time just being in a room together working on songs we just put out a record and it it just seemed easy you know whereas before whereas before with that kind of expectation of like what PR company are we working with? How many months lead up to the release do we need in order to get a buzz over our, over our record coming out? How many thousands of dollars can I pay this guy for his Rolodex? Like, I mean Mm -hmm. like all of that shit, like, and this was like my previous band in New York, like all of that shit, like got to like, got to a point where like the bubble burst and I was like, fuck it. You know, like we, we, we did a record and I was like, 
we're sitting in this meeting and this guy had never heard our music. He had never been to our website, didn't know how to spell the band's name. And here he's saying like, you know what, just don't think about it like support. Or I'm sorry, don't think about it as money. Use the word support. (laughs) And and like, and wanting us to get, I don't know the exact figure, but it was something like $3,000 over the course of a month and a half, two months of like, Pro, like pushing our record which right. like getting just that little kind of like peek through the door of what the music industry could be like like just yeah. I was I was totally disheartened and it broke up the band at that wow. point because I was like we're we're pushing against nothing right here and mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do it and that's when I started the Mississippi Cotton website which was kind of just more of like uh like monthly installments of like hey i've got a reel to reel that i got at the flea market Mm. here's three songs that i just recorded i hit you know i turned the tape on i played some songs i typed about okay i'm feeling nostalgic about this and i'm feeling nostalgic about this and nostalgia and thoughts about that and i'd send them to friends and family and like i did that for about a year two years while still playing in the band and then like it that I was getting a lot more from that than trying to push another record that we were doing. Not to say that we weren't enjoying ourselves. It was just like we were all late twenties, bass players. Wife wanted a baby, right? Yeah, uh, like and and so that there was pressure for like you. If you guys are going to do this, you're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. not from her and like yes, specific, yes, but yes. from everyone. If sure. we're going to do this, yeah. we're going to do it now because mm-hmm. like we are not going to be young forever and we 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 all wanted to be successful and but we also realized that we had changed since mm. we started playing together when we were 15 mm. like mm. life so life had that, changed that's really interesting the idea like that that whole art and commerce piece is so it's so fraught with it's almost like that's i i'm, I'm always like oh that's a good tension that's a good tension but like that, because what you're describing, once again, I feel like maybe we're we're twins as well, you know, and separated at birth. Because I feel like we've had similar experiences where it's like people are married and and you you are constantly trying to look at this as like this amazing creative thing that you get to do, which is an escape, similar to drawing and listening to the Beatles. But you're the one who gets to write those songs. Right. But then there's the business side of it of like oh, well, are we playing the right rooms and are we on the right website and has somebody written about us in Brooklyn Vegan? Well, Brooklyn (laughs) Vegan won't respond to our emails because you're not supposed to email them. (laughs) The publicist who knows them is supposed to email them. Right. And, and And it's so easy to get wrapped up in all that shit where you're just like, oh, I don't want to do any of this anymore. Yeah. You know, and I just want to go back to that place where I can just write a song and share it with my friends right. and be really happy with that. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll go out and play this song, but I'm not, I, you know, I, I'm not running this race right. because this race isn't really about music. This race at the end of the day feels more about money and, and, and I'm not an eye banker. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to create. Yeah. yeah I and can, I think part of music is, I mean, as I'm learning is there's so, it seems that just um, baked into the art form is the need to communicate it with somebody else, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like maybe um, don't at me or tweet me, but like um, it, it seems <laughs> that uh, you know a writer can stay in their room and write and then put their stuff out, but like it, it's like you don't need to have like the immediacy of an audience there, right? I feel that as an actor, theater wise, that. Uh, since I haven't done, I haven't been in theater for so long, like I miss the visceral um, exposure to that. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that there has to be a balance between 
you know, it, it, you guys are both consummate musicians. And I'm asking is, you know, without the, the, the trappings of the success and the money and stuff like that, you still must have the pull to just want to play in front of a bunch of people who gives a shit. Like, mm. like if there's an audience of 25 people who right. want to hear some, some music, it doesn't matter what you're going to make or not. Do you know what I mean? It's like right. that, that must, there, there's a, I guess there must be like a sort of melancholy behind that because the, what you've just described is like music is about the, the expression of this form to an audience right yeah, and yeah. you wish yep. the money and all that shit wasn't in the way you just want to get up with your guitar your harmonica your piano your voice or whatever and just sing and have people respond right yeah like, like and, yeah and, and that's the thing like but the art and commerce right we have to also fucking eat right everybody has to eat yeah yeah kyle how would you speak to that the idea of because i know i'll go through this where i'm like Oh, I, I even said I texted out to the other day. We we're talking on the phone. I'm like, man, I wrote something the other day, and I'm really happy with it. Where I'll go through these spells. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I need to write, or I need to go out. I need to go and do a show. I, it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like at the coolest club in in the city or anything like that. But I just feel the need to get up and play in front of people. Mm. Yeah. Do you go through this as 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 a, as a musician? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that 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 moment in in which you you switch into prep mode you know like whether it be like okay i'm gonna play in front of people whatever the audience is mm-hmm. um, right like you you know we, you have that list you know whether yes. mental or you, you've, okay well what, yes. what song you know what i mean like what right. what do i play is it solid enough for me to do it effortlessly and if it's not maybe i should i, I should prep more or i should right. not i should choose something not else play. right yeah and so like to play to play on a venue stage, I, I very much enjoy, and I, I enjoy that whole dynamic. To play in a room of families at a party or at a sing-along, I also really enjoy. But one of my favorite experiences is the the subway platform. Mm. And, Interesting. And, and any time I get that itch, and I, I don't busk on like a you know, like a daily or weekly basis, but, you know, I'll go through these, I'll go through these phases where like, I kind of have this, I, I don't know if it's like a stagnancy. Is that, mm-hmm. is that a word? Sta- mm-hmm. I feel sure. like stagnant. We'll use it. Hey, thanks. Stagnancy. Yeah. <laughs> where, where I feel like, um, not doing what I need to do. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not yes. sharing enough music with, with folks. And it's usually when I'm also kind of in a darker downer spot in my my own mental makeup right you know because they're connected yeah right and i was you're not getting that thing yeah Mm. and today and today like i i before i came here like after i went to the farmer's market and shopped like i went back home and like i was like okay i gotta paint the door you know like emily's (laughs) gotta work today what am i gonna yeah and like and just at a certain point i was like you know i was inspired by this the guy selling cactuses at the the farmer's market we were just talking about music and how when he was a little child he saw elizabeth cotton and how he was like at carnegie hall for the weavers reunion and Mm. like and like Mm. he was just talking about music in his life and how his parents like blah 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 you know like just giving giving me lots of really great energy musically about like just experiencing music and i was like yeah just go stand under that tree and play some songs and Mm. and so i grabbed my guitar i thought of you know like you know, a few songs that I would recently learned came into my head and I was like, yeah, those would be great. Those would be great yeah. for today. And, yeah. and, and when I busk, like usually I, I hardly ever do like songs that I've come up with. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel right. like, I, I feel like 
I don't know. I, I feel like that that's kind of at the end of a line of songs. You right. know, you got to start, especially when you're playing in public. I've realized more recently, and like in our current climate, like people are very sensitive and they're also mm. very like anxious. Right. And so, mm. like, like for me to for me to go in and like and, and sing some songs that like that I at least like. I know where they're coming from and I know that they even cause me a little anxiety. Like, I feel like that can be a bit like intrusive right. to people. Like whether they're like, they're at the farmer's market, they want to buy apples and donuts with their two year old. I'm not going to give <laughs> right. them the hard shit. Right. You right. know, like, or, right. you know, this lady's just coming off on a Friday night, you know, waiting for the G train. I'm not going to give her the hard shit, you know, right. like it, she wants, she wants Tom Petty won't back down. Yeah. She's yeah. Not trying right, to hear that we're going to hell in a handbasket. Right. Right. right, right. Not right. that we're not, but yeah. you know, but yeah, so, so that's like, it, it's kind of like almost like fishing, even though I really despise fishing, but like, it, you know, like you, you've got to, you got to set, you got to set the, the bait. You've got to throw it out there. It's got to be appealing. It's got to be like lighthearted, but also maybe like a slightly deeper, you know, right. like something that can, can at least resonate with them on some emotional level. And then yeah. once you have them and like, once you have, you've gone through a few of those, then you can gradually transition into, and here's some shit, right. you know, like right. just right. like any right. good conversation, yeah. you start on the ways and then you get your scuba gear on and you keep going down, you know, yeah. like, and that's like, and that's what, a, you know, really fun, like, uh, way to kind of get out there and it's like i don't have to plan anything i just have to hope that nobody else is singing there at the metropolitan g stop that's you know i was gonna ask you because that that is the best busking stop yeah ever it's great i mean there's no announcements the acoustics are really good you get both sides i love playing for the people on the other side of the platform because i tend i i I feel like they listen harder because there isn't that idea of I can give this guy a dollar sure or, right, right, or if right, I if right. I listen I'm gonna have to give him a dollar because yeah. I feel like that that's like money in general is so ingrained within everything that like it'd be yeah. weird if I was out there without any case open for right. oh, what do I do to show that I'm listening and that I appreciate it Got right. you. you know right. and so when you take that out of the fact or like out of the equation like you can tell like people on the other side like yeah. they're, they're digging it and they'll yeah. show their appreciation other ways you know yeah. whether it's verbally right. or clapping at the end of the song or just like you gonna feel this like vibey bouncing mm-hmm. back you know right, from this right. person or that person on the other side and like that that for me like i it was probably two years into new york i was almost gonna leave and go back to illinois and i was like what would i regret uh, and busking like not busking was one of those and so i mm-hmm. i told myself you got to get there and it's it was frightening you know it was like yeah. it was after playing on stages upon stages like of you know in bands and in coffee shops and open mics and whatever like there's something about being like oh I'm going to, I'm going to put down my case right now. Here's the guitar, you know, like, right, right, and, right. But, and you're so accessible too. Right. You know, like right. back in the day, the jazz musicians would put the chairs in front of them and that would create their barrier. If they're in a room without a stage, mm. if you're in a coffee shop, there's this implicit, all right, well that guy's playing over there. So I'm going to walk around this way to go get right. my drink. Right. But subway, it's just sort of like, well, I got to get on the train. So I'm going to yeah. walk past this dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And even that point you were talking about with the people across the platform, it's almost like the interaction is the currency or, or like the like the exchange. And if you take that out, then it's easier to engage. Mm. Mm. There's nothing, that, you know, so whether it's listening or just being like, oh, man, I, I you know, I, I, I just love that. I love that entire thing. The idea of right. people being uh, being able to connect with you and not feeling the pressure to in, to interact with you yeah. because of that distance. 
And and I've yeah. seen you busk a, a bunch of times, never in the subway, but um, I, I we live right near each other, so I've I've gone by the farmers market, and then oh, right. there's my buddy Kyle, he's playing for a bunch of people, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, right. um, there's something you know, I I I've like messed with because again, I'm the cub musician here. I'm I'm the one who's like, you know, the best way to learn is to sit you know just show your ass in front of a bunch of people and just relax yes, and play do you know what i mean i i still have not gotten up the nerve because i'm like i'm not good and like uh, you know i'm 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 totally violating everything we've discovered in this conversation <laughs> do you know what i mean but like it's it's like a real thing where i'm like uh you know i don't know i'm not good enough to do this and that and the other thing but what you've just described is you know sort of full circle about like what is music anyway do you know what i mean like half the blues guys that i admire admire and love can't really sing like you know right. in the way that we we the, the standard practice of singing and this is the note you hit and the octave that you can you know they're just they're just people who are just sitting there doing what Kyle just described like I'm just on my goddamn stoop with this out of tune banjo and I'm just singing yeah. you want to yeah. listen Cool. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. All right. You know what I mean? But this is the this is the noise I'm making right now. Do well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And one, one thing that I've discovered that's been really refreshing in this is that like when you are playing like at a higher level, I'll call it like at venues and trying to establish yourself as, you know, establish yourself or even reach a, a status of mm -hmm. like I am on the current level of this person or this musician right, or sure. this right. like to take like to take all of that out there and that you can find in a in a public setting when you're just or in a, a setting with with maybe more of like a communal vibe mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that you realize that most people still think that strumming and singing guitar is magic in a way yes, they i do. mean like yes. and they, and and yes. but once you once you get to a certain point in your life or in your like in your establishing of technique and theory and blah 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 you forget that at one point it was still magic for you and i still remember uh mm. kurt cobain in smells like teen spirit watching mtv and seeing that video and playing french horn and kind of knowing how to play guitar and being like how does he remember what to play <laughs> right. you know like yeah. how can you play a whole song without music right. in front of him you know right. like right. Is, is it on the floor yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> completely, I mean, completely ignorant of the like uh, the simplicity of it, right. and and also then the rawness of like that approach to playing guitar, which is just like, and then that sounds good. Yep, up four frets. You have dun, dun, dun. what yeah. are you doing, bass player? Okay, I'm on the fourth fret. Okay, and that like that for me, like I like I have to remind myself, and I see it in the eyes of children that like walk past me at the park that are just frozen of like right. the, like. Obviously, they, they, they've probably seen some music, you know, like in a live setting, but maybe mm. not as much as they should be seeing. And, and they're just like completely transfixed with like, here is music coming out of that wood box. And this weird guy, like kind of dancing, half dancing around singing this song. Mm. And, and I but I still feel like that those child like those those very innocent and non jaded like child eyes are right. within everyone still and mm -hmm. everyone still wants to be like completely taken off you know taken off guard right. with that song that like is randomly playing in a movie or that song that like is kind of trickling down the subway walls mm -hmm. and right. you know whether they want it or not like if you like and this is you know this is the important part of like sensitive song choices is like as long as you're you're able to kind of get a good song for a good moment like you will you will get connection with people and and whatever 
how many likes I have on my Facebook page or however many people hit the website or blah, blah, blah. All of that stuff is there and it's a good tool, but like it's not anything to pour it all into, you know? Right, and I feel like right. that's what we're doing with art in general is we're pouring everything into this this other layer of communication that is kind of, again, just surface value of what the ocean that is music, that is art, right. that is like love mm-hmm. between right. beings here, you know? Right. like. And that's like, that's for me. Like if I, if I feel the itch to perform, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the shows that my band has booked, but I'm also kind of like that hour and a half that I had at the park today was like enough to, you know, to, enough to give me a refreshing mindset. It filled you up. It yeah, filled you up. You were running low yeah, in that time. Yeah. You're like, all right, I've gotten that juice back a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so in a way it's kind of selfish, but, but, but art is selfish. Uh, mm-hmm. True. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I guess that that expression, the need to express yourself. I mean, for me, um, I've watched I've watched you in a bunch of different sort of scenarios. I've watched you um, at a venue uh, a few times, playing for a room full of people. I've watched you at the school playing for me or showing me how to do things. I've watched you on my couch playing stuff and going through things. I've I've watched your band play. Um, and there's something always um, really refreshing, which I was reminded of just before we got on, because Kyle's band uh, put together um, a vinyl record. Um, nice. And everything that we've been talking about, uh, about what I feel like, like is the freedom of, of how you express yourself musically or what I learned sort of like, I hate to say goal, but like a, a place of relaxation when you're just expressing music and it's not something like your music never sounds to me like produced. It's, mm. it, it doesn't sound targeted. It doesn't sound like this is the demographic I'm going for. It, it's more like I just fucking sat down and I thought of the numbers one, two, three, four, and I'm going to put it in a song. You know what I mean? For whatever right. reason, that's what I am. And so... I never got to hear the I never got to hear the the album yet that you just put out and he brought over uh you know how I feel about vinyl so he pulls out he's like I got a present for you and he pulls out yep. the record yep. and luckily you were late cuz we played most of the first side and I, I got to say I mean you're Mr. Humble so I'm just going to do the talking and you just sh- shut up because you know, you know what I mean <laughs> but it's 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 um I I I can't tell you I know we're friends I can't tell you how um, wonderful it is uh, to experience somebody's work uh, on the level uh, that I've experienced yours. Honestly, like, you know, from teacher to sort of fan to uh, friend and all of that stuff, like seeing you put stuff together, you make it look like it's easy. And there's always like a freedom behind it. And so Mm. this album, what's the album called again? Uh, Sparkling Lotus Eyes. Sparkling Lotus Eyes. Um, It it sounds like a Sunday morning. when you know the sun is coming through the window and you got that little patch and you got your little cup of coffee and it's kind of warm but not too warm and it it is just a beautiful album that sounds like uh, found sound. It, It just sounds like somebody was playing music and then somebody had the presence of mind to press record and captured something that just sounds completely organic 
completely like an expression and just and it sounds like it just sounds wonderful Kyle um that's not why I brought you on I brought you on because you're a musician you do all this great stuff you just happen to have you know just finished an album that came out but like this is my first um experience of the music in a recorded sort of form sort of form a recorded form and I I cannot tell you how excited I am just to flip the record and listen to the other side but um it, it, I, 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 I don't have words to describe outside of a Sunday morning in spring is what Man, this album is. That's enough. Do you know what I mean? I, that is enough. I'm not going to talk about genre or what it reminds me of or this or that. Like, it, it is like you see your friend do something and you go, holy shit, dude, you did that? That's you on the harmonica? I know he plays the fucking harmonica, but I still got to ask mm-hmm. him. And I was like, dude, that's you? Oh, you play that banjo like that? Yeah, I've seen him play. Do you know what I mean? Like he plays right. the banjo. He play like it's it. Kyle, it's really a lovely, lovely goddamn yeah. record, and yeah, uh, it's really an honor to just like have listened to it. That so I that's my that's my pitch for Kyle. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even you know, I don't think you have to pitch. You know, I, I think uh, I think Kyle, I think we're all on board with Kyle. Yeah, it's and by it's, all of us, I mean you and I. Yeah. And yes, uh, yes. Whoever else is listening. Whoever else is listening. But uh, well, thank you. Yeah, that that is. Um, yeah, that's a that's a record I want to listen to in the morning when I've just woken up when it's just me alone. Uh, even like, oh oh oh, you know that smell of like chimney in the in the um, yeah. Yeah, winter like, when or when yeah, when, when winter you're is outside yes and, it's and fall you just and, start to feel it and yeah, it's yeah. like you get that little bit of warmth in the morning. That's what yeah, this yeah. fucking record is. Don't ask me what kind of music and da 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 because you'll figure it out when you listen to it. But like, god damn man. Well, thank you. And that you're that, welcome, man. That speaks to that speaks to like this entire conversation and everything that I feel that Kyle's been sort of putting out in the universe since we reference all across the universe. But this idea yeah. of getting getting back to this place and not of this place of discovery mm. you know because um, we talked you talked about it with like the drawing the beatles we talked about it with like sort of turning our brains off a little bit to just being able to experience things and react mm-hmm. and and i feel i mean like i feel like that is something that is uh, pervasive to a lot of people especially with what we're talking about like the amount of information that we have access to and the and how how uh consistently we are on and so it's like we're not surprised by stuff oh yeah i got that twitter alert oh yeah i heard yeah. about that mm-hmm. oh yeah someone sent me some something about that oh, oh yeah i read yeah. that article yeah. you know what I mean? and when we were kids none of that shit happened yeah. like you would have moments of like and this is like a really dark example of this but the space shuttle crashed right that's a thing that can happen mm. Mm. you know what i mean Mm. Michael Jackson moonwalked on a stage. <laughs> I miss that shit. Right. What? Yeah. You, you know, like cap- getting to those moments where you can, or like uh, my wife was telling me the story. She's taking this flight and she thought this woman was going to be really mean, but she was trying to get her bag on into the overhead compartment. And this woman who she assumed was going to be mean was the one person who was up and helping her and moving things around. Right. Mm. And there's nothing better than having those moments where you're like, man, that was completely wrong. And that feels amazing mm. because at that moment of discovery, you have that, Oh, life is not all figured out. It is not something that I can look up or program or, 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 or plot out. Right. And I can have those moments where I'm in this big ass city, but it's nine o'clock in the morning and I feel like it's me and this music and this cup mm. of coffee and that sunbeam and, yeah. and, and it's perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Feel free to use that for your. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Uh, that was very lyrical, my friend. Yep. But you know what I mean? I mean yeah, the, yeah. Like that is. I, I can't wait to hear this record. Yeah, it's. it's yeah, I hope you like it. Yeah, it's lovely. It's it's lo- it's lovely, and it's. Uh, I'll, I'll add one more thing. Um, it's it again. It just feels like it's sprouted. Do you know what I mean? It it just feels like it ju- it just happened, like you just said, like it just happened. It it was it doesn't feel to me constructed. There's nothing right. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with something that's composed or whatever. That's great. Right. But this right. just feels like something that just grew out of the ground, and you're like, oh, uh, I saw a butterfly. Did you, did you see that butterfly? <laughs> right. Holy shit! Right. Oh, I missed. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. what it sounds like. And yeah. so um I'm I am just. Uh, I'm 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 proud to be able to call you a friend and I'm just I just love that you came here. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I love the, like our experience of friendship of sharing music and the teacher student student teacher teacher student I think we both teach each other shit and we both learn from each other and I think for me that is, you know, you Kwaku you and I have that too. I think that's oh, yeah. the most um I think that's the most uh uh the beautiful part of any kind of relationship or a friendship where I, I always call it like using people well, like we're using mm-hmm. each other. So let's use each other well. And Kyle has been uh, a wonderful inspiration for me, even though sometimes I'm traveling, and I don't see you a lot. And then we just bump into each other at the farmer's market or I'm just walking right. up. The street, Yo, Kyle, what's up, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, and, and so these these things are, are, are why I love doing this kind of stuff and just connecting with people and just picking their brains just because uh because we can, do you know what I yeah. mean? And it's it's a lovely thing. It's yeah. a lovely thing. Ditto all around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Can I can I embarrass Kyle with one last thing? Go for yeah. it. So we do these intros and outros, and you know sometimes when we do the intros and outros, I'll talk to Alto like, oh my god, that was such a great talk. Right. I'm friends with this person. Yeah. And then like I'll see the person, you know, I'll be in New York or something, and I'll see the person, and they'll be like, oh, you're tall, you know, because I because I, right. I haven't been in the same room with you, but I'm like, no. This guest, I'm going to be friends with. Yeah, Kyle, I'm going to say that about you when when you leave. So it might be like a couple of days from now <laughs> when we because we have to do a bunch of these. But there's going to be a couple of days from now, and Otto and I will be doing the same thing. I'm like, all right, let's do Kyle's, and then I'm going to make this reference before and after. Like, Kyle's like a guy that I'm going to try to be friends with, even though we're like, <laughs> we're, like we're it's going to be a little friends. creepy. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I just want to warn you in advance. Well, I, I'm I'm looking. I'm in the market for new friends. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to be your San Diego. I'm going to be your West Coast friend. You're going to great in February. Like Kwaku, I'm going to come out and play guitar. I've never been to the West Coast, so I, I, I look forward to it. Oh, sweet! There are yeah. butterflies and natural beauty aplenty here. Mm. So lots of inspiration for farmers markets and for public spaces and sharing art. Mm. Wonderful. Mm. So, with that being said. You with the glasses and the, yeah. and the striped sailor shirt. At first, yeah. I was like, "Is that pie or is that auto?" I'm, um, I'm a French mime. <laughs> You're French mime, oh, even yes, better. With an accordion. I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Baku, and who were was I lucky enough that you brought to introduce to me? That was like a horribly constructed sentence, but who were we lucky enough to talk to today? My good friend Kyle Tigus, aka Mississippi Cotton Baby. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. It's, uh, I don't think you can call yourself a cub musician anymore. Okay. All right. And this is this is why, I, you know, there's a level of playing, obviously, where it's just like, how well can you play? Do you know chords, you know scales sure. and all that? Mm-hmm. But there's also a level, I think, of being a musician mm-hmm. um, that involves having these meaningful relationships right. with other people mm-hmm. who are musicians, who have meaningful relationships to the craft. Right. If, if that makes sense. Yep, makes sense. <clears throat> if you can equate that even with acting, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kyle is a perfect example yeah. of that mm-hmm. um you know yeah I, I think it's also his uh, his approach to the music um which is uh i, I think obviously i think we went, went over this uh, informed by him as a teacher um and mm-hmm. the things that he does uh i think all of that is uh you know just it, it, it's Again, it was like no class I've ever taken, you know what I mean, where sometimes we're just yeah. talking about it instead of even playing at some points, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's... Which is important. Yeah. It's very important to be able to do mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And then finding that expression in the playing of the music, do you know what I mean? I mean, he's been yeah. instrumental in making me, like, you know, not worried about, oh, this this chord change or this, you know, key of the whatever, you, you know what I mean? Like it's like at, a, at yeah. the end of the day, I think where it drives him musically is the sort of the human instinct to play music and to tell a story musically um, and, and have it as an interaction amongst other humans. Do you know what I mean? And so, right. you know, I've, I'm always bumping to him, into him on, at the farmer's market when he's playing for maybe like, 20 kids on the street or he's going to somebody's house to play or he's playing, you know, at, at, at a club in Brooklyn. But that guy loves playing music and he, and he has this sort of, he's like a, he's like a wandering troubadour. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. He's a, he's a wandering troubadour. It's, it's really cool. I would, I would add to that too, that he is like, uh, he's the reason like his or his motivation or his outlook is the reason why I even started playing music mm. and it was so refreshing yeah. to connect with that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, it's like seeing a friend you haven't seen in oh, years. Yeah. The, the idea that, you know, and I mean, there's a part of me, you know, selfishly where I just relate to him as far as like being a musician right. and being a teacher and getting to this point where you're just so saturated with with the uh, business side of things right. and, and, and the idea of not only just managing the business side, but managing the relationships mm. involved with being, um, with being a musician, which is hard, yeah, sure, which is hard. Yeah. That's a, um, but to go through all that mm-hmm. and to still be like, you know what, this is the thing I love and I have to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. And that album is fantastic. It, 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 again, it's like, it's like a Sunday morning. Do you know what I mean? A Sunday yeah, fall yes, morning, yes. you wake up and you, it's like warm and you have your coffee or whatever and you've got your paper and it, it is just, uh, I've listened to it a number of times on my, especially on my new high, I'm on vinyl. Yeah, on vinyl. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's just yeah. a lovely, surprisingly organic like found item it's it's uh i'm I'm really happy mm. to i'm I'm really proud for him if that if that doesn't sound weird you know what i mean it's like wow no you know i, I bumped into him you know when he was working on it i went to see the band play a, a little bit ago at uh at the school that i met him at uh and then he's mm-hmm. like yeah we're working on the album and then we're gonna shoot a video and all this stuff and he just he just got it all done i mean to to make vinyl at this level now, you know, just the same yeah. way uh, Henry Ott was working on this stuff. Um, 
yeah it's really cool you know henry Ott is somebody that came on um a couple of interviews ago and they, they yep. there's some similarities and differences between the two but yeah they, they also made their own vinyl and i listened to both of those albums back to back a couple of times and it's like uh, I, I love that those two things are sort of melded in my mind, Henry Ott's work and, uh, and, and Kyle's work. It's, uh, it's, it's really cool. It's really, again, it's exciting. Whenever you play me stuff, even if it's stuff that you're just fucking around with, I'm always, that's why, I mean, going back to the Cub Musician where I'm just like, wow, you, 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 you bought this midi whatever thing. And then, and then you're like, <laughs> I'm just testing it out. And then you put you, you, the, the beats you dropped on it. I was like, uh, why isn't that a song yet? And you're like, oh, I was just, I was just, I just pressed a couple buttons just to see what happened. I was like, but that's what right. you made up? Holy crap. You know what I mean? It's so, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, okay. So maybe junior musician now instead of Cub? Like, it's like, if we, yeah, go, I mean, you're moving up the okay, ranks. Okay. I got some merit badges. <laughs> you're progressing there you consistently. There you go. We like your work. We're going to you. keep you Thank on. you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Music Guild of Wizards. Yes. Wizards. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. The the last the last point I would make, especially with the vinyl piece mm-hmm. about Henry and and Kyle, mm-hmm. and I still haven't heard Kyle stuff. I'm looking forward oh, yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah. Kyle, mm-hmm. if you're listening, I will send you my my address. Yeah, hook a brother up. There you go. But Henry Henry sent me a ton of music, and they both have this um, ability to create music that makes you feel like you're alone in the world. Mm. Which is this idea mm-hmm. of like you're just escaping into the way they're hearing stuff and how and what they're producing. Right. So when you're saying the Sunday morning, right. and I was thinking about that, right. like a Sunday morning, especially living in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. where you're drinking your, your, your coffee, your tea, your hot mm-hmm. beverage, and you're reading the paper, mm-hmm. and no one's out on the streets, mm-hmm. and maybe you know, you'll peek out and you'll, you'll have this music playing in the background. And especially in a, in a city that big, to feel wonderfully alone, right. that has to be some amazing, mm-hmm. amazing yeah. love and, and, and craftsmanship mm-hmm. that went into yeah. that. And then to and then to add on to that, if you're putting it on vinyl, mm-hmm. you have to because I have I have bad vinyl, right. not bad yeah. vinyl, but vinyl from like punk bands, and they bought and they and they're selling a record, and I bought it, and I was right. like, ooh, I shouldn't have bought yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to put more, I think, almost more love mm-hmm. and care mm-hmm. into something that you're going to put on wax, mm-hmm. especially if someone's listening to it on a system like right, this. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds good. And, <laughs> and both yeah. those cats yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, it's really wonderful. So. Yeah. yeah, man. Good shit. And, uh, I mean, as always, yeah. as always, yeah. you never disappoint. Yeah, neither do you. I'm waiting for the disappointment. Yeah, one day I'll bring and someone now, who sucks on. But what, has it been like, what, two, three years? I don't, yeah, what a couple have, of I don't years, even yeah. know. We don't even keep, we don't even keep track yeah, of anything. Just show up. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Just show yeah. up. We don't even show yeah, up no. <laughs> anymore. We just, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember what you look yeah, like. You like, know, like I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um... With that being said, uh, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio. Zamunda, the dope. Shit, nice. All right, look at you, See? working with changes yeah. now. All right. I'm, try- I'm, try- I'm trying to keep up with Very you. good. <laughs> well, I know you've been to some fine institution, and I'm sure you've got every solution in your pocket. Don't want you to unlock it, just... Take a look around Well, look around from the ground To the stars shining right where you are And those people that surround you That like how they found you They told me when they found you You stood up and started to dance Oh, die, 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 die 
ask for. Just wondering if there's any inspiration that you're after.